Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Listen anytime you miss a service or want to hear a message again from our Sunday worship services and select special services. Lead Pastor Brian Bauer, as well as guest speakers, will bring messages that will help you encounter God, love people. Join us for virtual service on Facebook Live at Encounter Thrive. Or for those comfortable, we'd love to have you for our in-person services Sundays at 10. To learn about us, what we believe, how to connect, how to give, or how to find us, visit the all-new EncounterThrive.com. And now, here is our message. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. One mom or two moms are like, yeah. Uh, you don't have to say it back. I'm not one. It's all right. Um, but, uh, but we are so glad you're here. And if you're like, oh, you could be a mom. We're not that church and I can't. So um, <laughs> something every Sunday, right? So um, we're continuing our series, It Gets Better, though. I said we're going to do that through May because it just felt like that's what God was saying. And so this Sunday, I was like, nobody wants to hear from me on Mother's Day. Like, we want to, and you're like, oh, don't say that. I'm saying it. And, and it's okay uh, because it's a, it's a moment to let some other people impart some wisdom to us. So I know there's, I know there's future moms in the room. Uh, I know there's moms, uh, grandmoms, and, and all that. And here's the thing, I've invited some moms, and the truth is, I get invited many, many uh, moms up here today who, and future moms who would all impart incredible wisdom. Uh, so how did I do it? Mostly a hat and numbers, no. Uh, just, just, we just were like, this, this, is, this would be good this week. And just to hear from, hear from some godly women in our church from their perspective, on a fun side though too, and not just on the heavy side. So we have some, we have some questions that are a little, a little more serious, but a lot of it, and the idea of the it's get, it gets better, though, is when Jesus comes in, it gets better, though, right? And that's true about being a mom or being a future mom, uh, about being a husband supporting a mom or being a future dad. It gets better. So, like, as we had kids, I was like, man... Uh, and you may not know this, but she originally wanted, uh, was it 12? 12. She wanted 12 children. Then she got down to eight, and then I think it was seven, one from every continent. Um, and my response in the whole thing was just one at a time. Let's just go one at a time and see what happens. I made sure we had no twins. Um, <laughs> think about it. You can search it. Don't, don't search it. Um, and so, but, but the truth is, um, she was so right in the fact, I, I don't think I probably thought about more than two or three kids. We have five kids. Uh, with Seth, who's in heaven, we have six. And it really, I did find out with everyone, it gets better though. It gets so much better. Now again, I know this this is a day for some people, it could be painful, it's a little hard, and just so you know, we love you, we have you in mind, uh, you are cared about, There's, this is not the morning that you're like, I can't receive anything, yes you can, yes you can, you know, don't pick up the stuff that hurts, but there's a lot of people in here uh, who you can receive and enjoy and laugh and have good times, because it's the It Gets Better Though series, we're not going to talk this morning about how much we owe our moms and how ashamed of ourselves we all need to be, okay? 
And we're not going to talk about how being a mother is the hardest job on the planet and the worst thing, and we all owe you everything in our lives. And that's true, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, because, because how many of you have heard that Mother's Day message before, right? My son in the front row, I have. Um, uh, today, I was like, man, I would like to hear, an, maybe for the first time in my life, an encouraging Mother's Day message, um, where we just, we hear something life-giving from, uh, from our moms about what God has done, what he can do, what he has, uh, what he will do uh, in our lives, and Here's something the Bible says, Proverbs 1, 8 through 9, hear, my son, your father's instruction, and don't forsake your mother's teaching. They're a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. And I think it's true. Fathers are instructed, like they give an instruction. Like I can sit with my kids with tools and kind of lead them through it. But I think fathers often are more hands-on. But mom are better teachers. They're better just talking you through it and, and getting you to learn that thing. And there's something about that. And is that from God? Yes, it is. It's 100% from God. So without further ado, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to MC this thing, but I am not answering the questions. So the ladies joining us today are my wife, Angela. Um, yep, come on. Back by popular demand. Um, also, my family, my mom, would you come on up, Patty Bauer, my mom, yep. I'm up yet there. Um, I had numerous people like, How, why is your mom not shared? Well, hold on, she is not, she's not only is she not asked, um, she doesn't always want to, so, but got her to today. Uh, another, another wife of our new elder, Sylvia Greenan, come on up, yeah, and one of our younger moms, Valerie Newman, come on. All right, so how this is going to go is uh, we got two mics, there's one right behind you, babe, do you need help with that? You guys can share those mics on, on either side. You guys, you two can share that one, and you two can share that one. And I'm just going to kind of ask the questions as we go here um, through it. You do not all have to answer every question. Even though you could, we don't have that kind of time. Um, and so, so uh, with that said, uh, oh, Jen's hooking you all up. All right, that's fine, too. Uh, um I'll ask a few. Some are fun, some are not, okay? Before that, introduce yourselves, how many kids you have, maybe how old your kids are, um, and that's it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm Val, and uh, I have two kids. Aubrey is 11, and Ellie will be nine. All right. I'm Sylvia. Yep. I'm Sylvia. I have five children and eight grandchildren. Ooh. I'm Patty, and I have three boys and nine grandchildren. I'm Angela, and I have Colin, who is 19, Nathan, who is 18, Andrew's 14, Shine's, oh man, Shine's 10, um, <laughs> Glory is 5, and uh, Seth is, is with Jesus. So, so we got six, five here, we love them. It's chaos, beautiful chaos. 
What is your favorite song and what does it remind you of? You can all answer this one. Not all at once, though. Just take your time. I nominate Val to go first. <laughs> it does not have to be Christian. It probably shouldn't be like by Slayer or anything. But. <laughs> For Chase. <laughs> um, my favorite song kind of changes. I really like like when new Christian music comes out, and that's pretty much all I try to listen to, just because I noticed when I was a young mom, what I was feeding my mind definitely made me um, think about what Ever the music was saying. Um, so that's just my personal conviction. But um, currently, probably I really like, um, it's a Riley Clemens song, and it's called For the Good, and talks about how everything God uses in our life is for the good. Okay, my go-to song, which I listen to every morning, like three or four times as I'm driving, is Good Morning Mercy. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I have one favorite, but I think I would say praise music is my my go-to, <laughs> what I love the best. So if it's praise, then I love it. Uh, in, in our household, my mom, Integrity, Integrity Hosanna, oh. the label, I guarantee yes. you she kept them in business 10 years longer than they should have been. <laughs> my mom, we, we had them all. I think she still yes. does. I, I, had, I still have a lot of them, yep. and that was a blessing from God because I was a new Christian in our church, and I went in, and I didn't know any of the songs. And I thought, God, I really want to know some of these, and I don't know how I can do this, you know? And the next Sunday, this integrity group came and sang and they were just getting started at our church, and you could sign up to get a cassette of the month. And so God provided, and I got to learn the song. So God uh, is good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I love Phil Wickham. And I love his heart for worship, and I love Carrie Job, and I'm not great with song names either. Uh, we'll we'll leave that for my husband and my my second oldest Nathan. Uh, but if I there's one there, I love "Hymn of Heaven" by Phil, by Phil Wickham. So, but anything worship. When you say you love Phil Wickham, can, can you expound on? <laughs> no, uh, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? I would like to go to Israel. I just that's always been in my heart to someday just walk where Jesus walked and and just learn more, you know, just by being there and and seeing all that he got to see when he was here on earth. Nobody okay, you guys don't, you guys don't want to stay here? That's fine. Um, <laughs> all right. Your best or worst family vacation and why? Oh, gosh. <laughs> best or worst. Okay. It can be growing up, too. It doesn't this have is, to be now. This is going to be growing up. All right. So there were, um, I don't know if you all remember what a Pinto wagon looked yeah. like. Okay. 
So we had a Pinto wagon, and it was um, uh, my, uh, my mom, my dad, two brothers and I, that's five, three teenagers, so you're talking two grown men, in a Pinto wagon in July, going to Florida with no air conditioning. Mm, yeah. And we had a great time. We had a great time. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it was good or bad, but it was a combination of both because my one brother had to sit in the back part, you know, where you put the luggage, just to give us a break in the back of that pinto because it was small. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we had a campground, campsite, and a, tr and a camper. Woodhaven. Um, Woodhaven Lakes uh, for a number of years when the boys were growing up. And we had this this little little car. <laughs> it was a, a hatchback, and we'd have to bring everything to the camper that we needed when we'd spend the week or weekend. And that thing was just packed. And the boys were in the back, and we'd squeeze them in. <laughs> they would be laying on top of stuff. Or, you know, just squished in there. But we'd have a good time camping and stuff. But I'd, I'd say the worst and maybe the best because it was a lot of work. And it, so, you know, it was a vacation, but yet sort of like a, a fun working. <laughs> and not always so fun for me to do the, all the work. So, But we did have a good time. Both been good, both good vacation, no, yes. no bad ones at all. And Brian was no, sad when we sold it. Well, yeah, I do was sad Do you want me to share, a, do you want, is that, are you looking for No, a... you don't have to, but. Um, yeah, I've wanted to live in a trailer ever since. So, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, I mean, you have dreams, but what is, uh, and you can, this can be personal or funny. What's your m worst mom fail, and what'd you learn from it? Oh, gosh. There are so many. <laughs> All right, well, let me, let, me, uh, let me answer two questions with one. How's that? We went to Washington, D.C., and I wouldn't say it was the worst vacation. It was actually a lot of fun, and I think we had a really good time. But it definitely had the worst vacation moment, <laughs> I think. We, uh, <laughs> we were in the park, and man, it was, you know, I appreciate it, Mom. Vacations are a lot of work, all right? When you, we, I always say, it's not a vacation. I know, I know one of my really good friends, Gina, she, she, she gets this. It's a trip when we go with the kids. It's a trip, and it's fun, and it's awesome, but it's not necessarily a vacation. I take a vacation with Brian, um, <laughs> but I love being with my kids. It's awesome, but it's a lot of work, and, and we, we were squabbling, and uh, and it just kind of had one of those lovely um, marriage eruption fights that just kind of hit its climax at the park in Washington, D.C. And it was so bad. We sent the boys, who were older, off with shine in the stroller to that section of the park by the trees and just told them to wait there while we went this way by a different grove of trees to 
work it out. <laughs> and by work it out, I mean I was yelling it out. So as a mom, those are tough moments. Um, and, and to have to really just come back to my kids and say, you know what, I was wrong. I'm really sorry. That's a bad example. Um, I should have just been quiet for a little while. <laughs> she should have been quiet with all my emotions. <laughs> Maybe taken myself to another grove of trees <laughs> and gone to be with Jesus. But I think, I think one of the things I've learned most in motherhood is the importance of being able to say, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Or I'm really sorry because I messed it up. And here's just another example of how every one of us needs Jesus and needs his forgiveness. Every one of us needs a savior. No matter how hard we try, we'll never get it all right. Probably one of the worst (laughs) moments was when I was out front talking to a neighbor right next, he was right next door, him and his mom, and he was like 20, and he'd, you know, jog every day, and my phone rang, and Brian was with me, and then he was three years old. I went in to answer the phone. I said, I'll be right back, and I was only gone a couple minutes. I came back out. The neighbors were gone, and Brian was gone, and I didn't know where he was, and I would yell for him. He didn't answer. He wasn't with the neighbors, and I thought, why did they do it? They just left him there, and I mean, I ran up and down the block. Some people came out, said, can I help you, and so we were searching for a while, and then finally, he came, at, he, he was walking down. He, you know, said, here I am, and I said, where were you? He said, to, he said I went to the park, and there is no park there. And I, we figured it out later. There was a house across the street, and they had swings in their backyard. And so he went over thinking he was at the park on the swings. So it was a scary moment. <laughs> Mine is just kind of a general thing that's happened throughout motherhood. I've been a mom for a long time. And it would just be, um, you know, going along with Angela's theme (laughs) when I've lost it. And what I've learned from that, and I'm a type A personality, in case you haven't noticed. (laughs) If you know me, you know that. So for me, what I learned for that is to go and ask forgiveness, which is really hard for me. Just ask my husband. <laughs> yeah. But through all that, I think that's what I learned the most, you know, because, um, you know, you feel the prompting from God that you need to do that. So that's what I've learned through that. My worst one's probably, um, my kids were a lot younger. I was extremely overwhelmed and just um, learning to let go of expectations that I put on myself, that maybe others had put on me. And then when losing it, realizing, you know, there's different ways to respond and and going and seeking that forgiveness, but also realizing that some of that may be some generational curses. And so breaking those in the name of Jesus and um, just trying to give yourself grace, which I think is really hard as a mom sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. All right. What verse in the Bible do you lean into the most when it comes to motherhood? Uh, train your child up in the way they should go. And um, when they get old, they will not depart. Because I have older children, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, going through the years, I'm thinking, wow, they're old enough. You know, but I had somebody tell me mm. it doesn't, the age doesn't matter. There's still foolishness bound up in them. Yeah. So that is just something that I always remember because it's so easy to get mom guilt. You know what I mean? Mm. And like, okay, what did I fail at? This is my fault. But as my husband reminds me, you, you know, you train them up and then they choose the path and they choose their decisions. Yeah. And um, so that's with me when, when they get older, I realize, okay, there's still foolishness bound in them. That's so good, Sylvia. And I've seen that. I think, doesn't everybody at some point go through a phase of their life where most people do? I think we're, we blame our parents for X in our lives, you know, for fill in the blank in our lives. If they had just, or if they didn't, or if they... And then at some point, you start growing up past that, and you're like, most parents, you realize, were doing their best. Especially if you're, if you're in the house of the Lord, deadly. But they are trying. Most of those parents are trying. Some of them are bombing badly, but they are trying. We all bomb badly some, but that's a, that's a good word, Sylvia. Yeah. That, was, that was mine, too, I would say. <laughs> yes. But also, let's see. Um, my word is a lamp unto your feet. <laughs> and it just covers everything, so... Mm -hmm. That's always been on my heart and something I claim a lot. So. Um, I didn't have it memorized, but I knew exactly where it was. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding faults, and it will mm -hmm. be given to you. And I feel like over and over as a mom in all the roles that we have, um, one of the things I'm often asking the Lord for is wisdom. And that verse gives me a lot of peace and, and hope because the word, the, the word of God tells me, it promises, that if I ask, he will be faithful to lead and to give us the wisdom that we need. So in all the roles we have, we are nurse and principal and teacher and mom and house cleaner and, and instructor and, you know, all the things, right? Um, but every time they're walking through something or struggling, the truth is my wisdom will never be good enough, but God's wisdom always will be. And so I pray that, you know, that's something I'm just often asking for. Help me. I don't know how to guide my children, through, my child through this or, you know, and sometimes he helps by a verse. Sometimes he helps by a devotional that's just perfectly timed. Other times it might be one of you on a Sunday morning and you share an encouraging word. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Or it might be a mom who's willing to share her wisdom and advice, um, just making a few extra minutes. There's a lot of ways that he works and he gives that wisdom. But when we call out and we ask him, he's faithful. 
Mine, um, just a verse God's used in my life a lot, but specifically it was healing in motherhood was First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And I think when you become a mom from the moment you know you're pregnant, you can worry. You start to wonder, are they developing right? And, and then when they're born, are they, are they hitting milestones? And you just question all these things, even all the way up through probably adulthood. I mean, I, I only have a middle schooler, but I know I keep just, you know, okay, Lord, like, need them. It's like this, okay. But when I get that anxiety to know that to give it to him and remember that I'm just entrusted with them and to hold them with open hands, which I think is really hard to do as a mom, but to remind yourself that God loves them more than you ever could. Mm, that's good. What's the funniest thing your kids ever said? I'll let you think for a second, because I got one. No, go ahead, if you got it. Well, you probably will share it better I than I I don't know. Okay, so Colin, when he was, this is just one that stuck with me forever. Colin was like three. And he gets up from a nap, he comes, and I'm watching something on TV, and he walks in, and he just plops himself on the couch, and I was like, hey, buddy. Just typical Colin. <laughs> I was like, did you have a good nap? Just nodding his head yes. Yeah. Do you have any dreams? <laughs> yep, nods his head. Now he's not looking at me, he's just staring at the TV the whole time. And I said, yeah? Did you dream about God? Nods his head, yes. I'm, wow. Now I'm like, wow, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. Like, wow. What do you, and I was like, well, what did he say? And he goes, get up. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> well, that was not the story I was going to share, but that is true. <laughs> Actually happened. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll slightly embarrass the second one. We were, we were in the car, and, and I'm so grateful I don't remember the joke, but um, Nathan, Nathan was younger, maybe four or five years ago, and I, you know, he can be really funny, like his dad, but sometimes when children are developing their sense of humor, they don't always have, like, the most tact, or maybe you're like, it is funny, but you can't tell that joke, <laughs> you know. Anyway, and, uh, Nathan said something, and, 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 and I'm just like, and, and Brian's, you know, and, uh, and, all, and he just goes, see, see, that's what I'm talking about, buddy. That's, that's over the line. And Nathan just thinks for a second. He's like, well, does that mean it was really funny? Nope, nope. <laughs> we have a joke that we teased Claire about through the years, and, and it might not be funny to you guys, but it was really funny to us. Back when we used to eat really horribly, we used to give her ho-hos, and we kept them in the cabinet, and so she opened the cabinet, and we gave her a ho-ho, and all of a sudden she starts going, I can't eat this, and we're like, what do you mean you can't eat It's snappy. And we're like, Snappy, what the heck is Snappy? And it was all it was was it had like little lines on it. So she like threw a fit crying, all because the ho ho was Snappy. And she couldn't eat it. 
One Mother's Day, Brent got me an Instant Pot for um, Mother's Day and uh, a bottle of wine. And Aubrey comes in about five years old and goes, Daddy got you pot and adult drink for Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, a few people are going to I'm going to the Newman's after church today. <laughs> oh, let's just let it, let, we'll hang on there for a minute. <laughs> Fantastic. Back to Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what do you think? lead your kids? What do you do as a mom? What have you seen? What's your best advice to say, this helps kind of push, nudge, encourage your kids to Jesus the most? I think that you always have to pull your kids back to God. You can't say, well, you have to do this because I said so. Or you have to do it because when your dad comes home, he's going to be mad because, you know, they can just really blow that off. But if you pull them back to Jesus and you say to them, you know, what would God have you do? There's no argument. They'd have to go argue with God. I even remember my granddaughter one time, because my grandkids know how much I love, how much I love God. And she was, um, she took something from her sister and um, they were having a fight over it. And I said to her, what would God have you do? And she goes, here. (laughs) You know, so I, I, to me, that would be, you know, a good advice is to just bring them all back, you know, to God because they're not going to argue with God. They'll argue with you. That's good. I think just setting that example, you know, just you and your husband or the others that live in your household, you know, just being like Jesus the best way you can because they tend to imitate and watch you more than you realize. Mm. And so, and I know that just going to church and being there and bringing them to church is, 100%. is just something that, you know, as you do it, you yeah. know, then they, des- they desire to do it too. As, Brian would know. <laughs> no, absolutely. I would tell you that, uh, tagging on, that is something that was transformative for my life. If the doors are open, if there was youth group, if there was an event, if there was a camp, if there was a treat, whatever, my parents got me there and they paid for it every time too. They didn't, now, I mean, I understand families, you know, it's hard for us with five kids to get them to all those things, but the truth is we just made it un- unconditional. They made it unconditional for me. If there was something related with church, you're going to be there, and we're going to make sure you're there. And that was transformational to my life. And now I'm so grateful. And there was a few times I didn't want to be. Most of the time I did growing up, but like we were back in the days of church when there was a 6 p.m. service on Sunday night too. Anybody remember that? 6 p.m. Sunday night services? Sometimes a guest speaker, a lot of times just the pastor still going. No, no youth group in that time. No childcare, no, no smartphones, 
you know, your smartphone was the offering envelope and a pen pencil. You know, that was... A, but those, those, those times changed my life, set the trajectory of my life of saying, we're going. It was never a fight either. It was like, we're going. This is what we do. Yeah. I think I'll tag on to that with, I think, the importance of our children obviously experiencing their faith in your home is huge. There's nothing. There, there's no church on Sunday mornings or youth service that takes the place of that. But that being said, I didn't get to experience that in my home. And I think that the importance and the impact that the people of God can have on our families should never, ever be underrated. I know Jesus because so many different people took me under their wing in some small way in my teen years. That's why, because people invited me over and over and they didn't, they didn't get discouraged because I said no, whether it was youth camp or Christian roller skating night or, or, um, or church service or youth service on a Sunday or Wednesday. I'm really grateful for, um, I call them our, our younger crowd, although they're, they're starting to like get into their 30s. Um, but I'm really grateful for them, and, and some of them are single, and some of them were single and are now married, but I'm really grateful. They're, most of them are sitting over there. That's why I'm looking there. But I'm really grateful for the different ways that they have poured into our kids. Um, and maybe they're not moms, or maybe they're not dads yet, um, but their willingness to just show through their serving the Lord, um, even, in, even in being single, says so much. But it's the entire family of God that makes an incredible difference. If they only see me walking it out, that's not necessarily enough. Jen Lineman makes a huge difference in the lives of my kids. My littlest is like, is it church day? Is it church day? Two days ago. When is church day? It's been forever. <laughs> With all that drama and more. I, I could point out, you know, so many of you, Howie is a tremendous example um, to my boys and Alan, and I, I could go down through the list, but some, some Sundays you may feel like, I don't need church today, but that may be the very day that somebody else here needs you. <clears throat> Howie, you're a great mom. But church family. Yeah. You make a difference. Yes. Um, I think being honest um, is probably the way that I try to point my kids back to Jesus, honest about my struggles as much as I can. Um, but just telling, be humanizing yourself. I think sometimes, at least in the previous generation before me with my parents, um, it just was respect and that's it. Where and we should be respectful, obviously, but um, just trying to tell them how I'm a sinner too, and I struggle as well, and how we both need Jesus, and going back and asking for that repentance and forgiveness from them, um, and then using it as a learning opportunity for when you mess up mm -hmm. to just show them that you need their grace too, and love and forgiveness. Well, so on that, Val, and this is kind of a vulnerability question. You can share if you want. You don't have to. What has been your hardest struggle as a mom, and how has the Lord ministered to or through you in that, help you growing and overcoming? Getting angry. It's really easy for me to just get angry and overwhelmed and 
I think that's a generational curse in my family. Um, and so I have a hard time giving myself grace in that. But God has specifically, I remember moments that God has used it to, one, open my eyes to it. I'll never forget the moment. Aubrey was probably about three. Um, and I just felt the anger rising. And God said, you don't have to let it out. You can push it down. You can give it to me. And I just remember taking a minute and feeling it subside. Um, and then, you know, working through that, talking with other people with wisdom in that, and um, them sharing with me, you know, that because I am conscious of my natural response, but I can have a spiritual response instead. Mm. And so that's mm. always my prayer. <laughs> and just learning tools practically, because I think, you know, it's easy to say that, but as a mom who's busy and you have a million things going on, it's e yeah, easier to say than do. Um, but then when I do, sharing with my, my kids know that that's my struggle. And um, just going to them and saying, I'm sorry that I sinned again in this and that this is mommy's struggle, but mm. I love you and I hope you can forgive me. Mm. I don't know if I can say anything without tears. My struggle is that especially with my older children. Um, I look and I think, wow, I was not a good mom because <clears throat> the choices that my children make, I take on um, as my fault. So I guess that would be the guilt of it. And, um, and it's hard to give ourselves grace like, uh, like Val said. And Emma reminds me, she's like, man, mom, you gotta give yourself some grace. <laughs> but as a mom, it's hard. So my struggle is realizing that, as, as John tells me, you know, you raised your kids. I always, I can tell another mom, <clears throat> you know, you did the best that you could with what you knew, but I have a hard time taking that, taking that myself. You know, so that's my struggle, and it's still a struggle. I haven't. It's probably something I'll take to my grave because I, I think all moms take on um, the guilt of um, expecting, we expect ourselves to be perfect, um, even knowing that we can't be, but you know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> hmm. I think ours, it, or mine, was basically our marriage struggle because I, I didn't accept the Lord till I was like 30 and um, and Larry didn't he it took him a number of years after that and so the struggle of and he struggled and he knows because we've shared this before so it's um, you know he's okay with me sharing that he had the he had problems with alcohol and it was our struggle between us and just how the kids had to suffer as a result. I know God brought us through, but, you know, it's a regret 
know that it couldn't have been better for them. So. Um, I could definitely share, I could definitely share vowels. Uh, I think another area where at times I just continue to see, see it's easy to get caught up in all of the things that we feel our kids need and we can pack their schedules or our schedules too full and not having enough margin in our lives sometimes takes away the opportunities to have those heart-to-hearts or those moments with Jesus. Um, I was sharing with Brian last night that uh, one of my regrets as a mom is as we had more and more children, um, somewhere along when one of the girls came along, one of my boys uh, would ask some nights if, um, you know, I would just be with him and pray in his room because, you know, we had done that. And usually as another kid comes along, then slowly, you know, that season would fade. It's normal. And I was just so tired some nights. And I allowed that opportunity. I didn't mean to, you know, but it, it, it passed me by. And my goal is to learn from that and to have enough margin in my life to be able to have the heart-to-hearts. The truth is, for some of us, for me, my struggle is not saying yes to more things. My struggle is saying no. I, I will serve everywhere there's a need if I can possibly fit it in. For some of you, the struggle is you need to say yes more. Right? We all have our different, we all have different weaknesses that we need God, you know, to show us. And, and it's a change. It's something we've seen even in this year. And, and so we're making plans for this next school year. How does that look different for us? Because every one of us can say, oh, it's so hard. But if we keep doing the same thing over and over, we're being foolish. If you want a different life, do what you can to move that direction and change it. And that takes the acknowledgement that, that sometimes we're not doing it the right way. So leave some margin Mm. for just that time spent face-to-face. It's probably the thing our kid needs most, but we don't schedule it in the way we schedule in dance and basketball and music. That's good. So what is with God or just a moment you remember one of your best mom moments? For my mom, it's when I was born, but for everybody else. Um, Like I said, I have three older children, and never, ever did I think I would get to have two more. Um, I didn't get to raise my older children in the Lord from the beginning because um, I was in my 30s when I came to the Lord. And um, my best friend got to. And I would say, I wish I could have raised my children from day one in the Lord. And I'm a big person, if you know me, that um, 
You speak things into existence, God says. Call those things which are not as though they were. And um, I was doing it and not, didn't realize it, though. I would just say, oh, man, I wish I had that. Oh, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. Now, never did I think in my 40s that I would be having children. And a side note, that's my encouragement to everybody who's trying to have a child and thinks, oh, my age is creeping up on me, my age is creeping up on me. That's just a lie from the enemy because your age has nothing to do with it. So I, mm. I would encourage you not even to think about your age. That's so, um, so um, you know, it's funny. This is kind of funny because my friend said to me, um, I would say, if I ever got divorced, that second husband better be happy with my children because I'm never going to have any more children and this is just how it is, you know. And obviously that didn't happen and I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful that um, I got to have two more and raise them from the beginning in the Lord. So God gave me truly the desires of my heart without me thinking this, you know, this would never, ever happen. And, and he gave John the desires of his heart because he never got to have any children. So I'd have to say this was a big God moment because it only, it only came because of God. Mm. <clears throat> well, I think probably, you know, just to say, you know, just as a mom, um, the best days is when they accepted the Lord. <laughs> you know, just... Um, both Brian and his brother, uh, Jamie, each of them, he, the, Jamie's a little older, and when he was five, he was home from school, and we watched the 700 Club, and it came on, and he wanted to accept the Lord and pray and call him, and so we did. Brian, when he was five, the exact same thing happened. He was home one day watching the 700 Club with me. <laughs> and he wanted to, you know, and I didn't like, you know, I didn't ask him or anything. I, you know, it was just both of them chose that. And my, now my older, and he's my younger son, because we got him when he was like a teenager. So he's, you know, sort of like a, a foster child. <laughs> but um, anyhow, so... And, and he had accepted the Lord when he was in a hospital. So, but it's just when, and, and then, you know, his, he grew as he went to church with us and learned more. But just when they, they all accepted the Lord was probably, you know, the best thing <laughs> that you can just anticipate as a parent and know, you know, know that, Jesus is in their hearts. I think the best mom moments for me are when, not when I get it right, but when I get to see my kids choose the things of the Lord on their own. Mm -hmm. Like when I hear Ellie pray like Lisa because of the way she speaks things, or 
when Aubrey had the courage to get up and tell the teacher something when all the other kids at school didn't want her to and would have rejected her and hear her say, well, I don't care if everyone hates me in this school because I know God won't hate me. It's those moments that I think it's because it's all those late night bedtime talks when everything comes out and you're just so tired, but you push through and you listen and you walk through it and then you get to see God using that pouring in time to carry out his plan in their life. So here's my last question. Um, As a mom, as a future mom, whatever, whatever thing you want to say with Jesus, how does it get better though? Grandchildren. (laughs) <laughs> there. Amen. <laughs> I remember when we were going to Christian Hills Church, and <clears throat> the boys were still young, and Pastor Sherstead got up and announced that he just had a grandchild, and it was the greatest thing in the world. I had no idea. You know, mm. I mean, when you're just the parent, it's... It's something like you didn't know what it was like to be a parent until you became a parent. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You don't know what it's like to have grandchildren until you do. And then you realize just how wonderful it is. It's God's gift. God's gift that keeps on giving. It gets better, though. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to the great, great grandchildren at the right time. (laughs) Ring first, call. All right. (laughs) Um, I I think just be willing to constantly reevaluate. And I've probably alluded to it before, but it's something God's doing in my life right now. So sometimes we think that we're stuck where we're at in our life and there's no way to there's no way for it to get better but with Jesus with God's help it gets better and sometimes we have to take a really crazy step of faith like when the oldest says he wants to go to Bible college in Dallas and you're just like yes I agree with that one (laughs) Um, my second one's getting getting ready to go and, and I, I, I just I echo these ladies there is no better there is nothing better than watching your child choose Jesus for themselves but I didn't see that in my kids every single day while they were growing up some of you you'll say to me oh isn't it it's so awesome Collins terrific or Nathan or how they serve or you know but there's a lots of moments where as a mom you're like oh please don't let them end up going to jail someday like they never obey like I mean these are the things we're just like ah. you know they have those days where where you wonder and if you only have toddlers you don't know that yet but that day will come okay and, and, and it will hopefully pass if you just keep going. Don't give up because it gets better. 
it gets better. Do everything you can to lead them to Jesus. Most of you know our, our story. We had a child who was three months old and he passed away. And the only thing I can imagine worse in my life as a mom would be for my child to not be passionately walking after Jesus. Because I know where Seth is. I don't ever want to wonder where one of my kids will be eternally because I want to be up there with every single one of them someday. So there's nothing more important for me than my kids going after him. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for parting your wisdom with us and sharing. Before you go, I thought this would be our benediction today. Let's stand together. And I thought as we go today, moms would just pray a blessing over us. Each one of you just down the line. So Val and then Ange, you can go last. And you just pray that blessing last. So Val, Sylvia, my mom, and then Ange. And when Ange says amen, you're free to go and have an awesome Mother's Day, okay? Let's go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day. God, for the gift of motherhood that comes from you. God, thank you it comes in many shapes, sizes, and forms. God, thank you for the spiritual moms in this room, though they may not have a child physically or the ones that are serving you this morning. God, thank you how they pour into our children, how we truly are a family of God. God, thank you for the way that you use motherhood to refine us. God, I pray that you will do that for each mom in this room and myself. Keep refining us, God. Keep shaving off the things that need to be shaved off from our lives. God, I pray you will break generational curses in this room. Anything that comes to any mom's mind right now, that it will just be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you for motherhood. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing, Lord. Your word says that's the best blessing you could give to anyone, Lord, is to have children, Lord. Thank you for those blessings, Lord. And those that are desiring that blessing that have yet to achieve it, Lord, we pray that you will touch their, their lives and do miracles, Lord, and bring more miracle births, Lord, forward, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Above all else, Lord, let us all, as moms, as grandmas, as just men and women of God right now, Lord, give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor, Lord. It all belongs to you, and we love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for every man, woman, young man, young woman, and child in this room today. We give you praise that you have given us breath, Lord, and that in the lowest moments, in the best moments, you are with us. I ask that every person here would know that your spirit is with them, whether this is a great joyous day or it's one that has lots of longing or strife or sadness. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on 
pray, God, that you would go with us today and that we would dwell on you and that we would see the good areas in our lives. We'd ask you to touch, bring hope and healing to the areas where we struggle. We give you all the honor and the praise. I ask that you especially bless everyone in here, every mom, everyone who desires to be a mom, and everyone who may be hurting without their mom. We thank you that your love is the only love that is perfect, and it's true. And we leave today dwelling on that in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope this message spoke to you and helped you grow in your knowledge of and love for God. Visit us online anytime at EncounterThrive.com and reach out with questions, prayer requests, or comments. We hope to see you for our in-person services in Lockport, Illinois, Sundays at 10. 